Welcome to the Bookbound Ventures Show. Two book nerds, two best friends, just talking about books. With your hosts, Jessica Colloran and Valerie Palmer. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bookbound Ventures Show. I am Valerie. And I'm Jessica. And this week we are going to review You Shouldn't Have Come Here by Geneva Rose. I know last time we said we were going to do The Housemaid's Secret by Frida McFadden as our next one, but we decided to take a break on Frida just to um, put in another book that we loved and by a different author that we also love. Yes. So how was your week? It was pretty good. It was chaotic. I have a lot of stuff going on, but um yeah, never a dull moment with the boys. So it's always fun. <laughs> Henry has decided to go around the playground to other kids uh, when I take them to the park. And he says, Nana doo to everybody. Um, he's two and a half. And I'm like, buddy, we cannot say. He just runs up to him, Nana doo and then runs away. I'm like, what do you? And then Jackson, his older brother, is like, I taught him that, mommy. Thank you. Well, thanks. Thank you for that. Thanks. <laughs> Well, this literally just happened before we decided, well, not just, but it was like today. This literally happened today. So I, Eli told me that he wanted to have um, pizza for dinner. And for the listeners, he is five. Um, and he told me that he wanted pizza for dinner. So we got um, like a pizza crust that you bake and we're putting the toppings and everything on. And yeah, his he likes to say, he likes to say I don't like this but I do like this like about certain things and so he says to me he goes I don't like this but I do like this shit and I'm like wait excuse me like I thought he was making up a word I was like I made him repeat it because I was like wait what and so he he said I don't like this but I do like this shit and I and I said who taught you that word and he says to me I kid you not he says to me he gets the sad look on his face and he goes, is that word not available? <laughs> and I had to not laugh because I was trying to like teach him that, no, you can't say that. And so I, I said to him, I was like, who taught you that? And then apparently it was some teacher at school. So I was like, great. That's really awesome. Oh my gosh. So that was my lovely moment for today. I was like, oh my word. Doesn't that always happen with kids where like they're doing something so naughty and you're trying to be stern with them to teach them right from wrong. And then they hit you with something and you just want to die laughing and you have to think about something bad. So you don't laugh because it's like, if I laugh, this teaching moment is out the window. Well, and then I'm like, we're sweet parenting. Like, you know, well, and then earlier this week I dropped him off at school or I was dropping him off at school. Um, and I realized I didn't wipe his face. Um, he had peanut butter like all over his face from breakfast. And I was like, okay, I'm not sending him into school being like the super dirty kid. Um, and I was looking all over my car for like tissues or napkins or something. And I didn't have anything. So I went into my purse and legitimately got a period pad out of my purse and wiped his face with a pad because I didn't have anything else. And I mean, props to you that? for being resourceful. That's I was. that is resourceful. I don't know if I would have come up with that. I would have been like, sorry, kid, you got to go to school with a dirty face. I was like, I'm not sending him in like that. So then he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's just a special wipe. <laughs> it's sticky on one side. So in case you need to like get some cat hair off you, you can like use it as a lint roller and then you wipe your face with it. Right. I mean, it has multiple uses. I, I didn't like take it completely out of the wrapper because I didn't want him to see it. You know, but I was like, I have to get this off. So yeah, but we had some interesting, interesting things happen this week, but yeah. yeah. Well, my um older sister, or what am I saying? My younger sister. I'm the oldest. What is wrong with me? I was like, me? what? I was like, do you my have younger... a sister I don't know about? <laughs> my, my, no, I'm just crazy. My <laughs> younger sister came over to babysit the boys because I had to go do something. And I said, Jackson, are you excited for Aunt Laura to come babysit? And he's like, yeah. And then he goes, no I am a big boy I don't need a babysitter and so when my sister got here she's like so I heard you don't need a babysitter and Jackson goes no Henry can be the babysitter and I'm like wow that would be (laughs) my house would be on fire I would have that would just yeah disaster nobody I don't think you're ready to babysit at four and a half yet disaster waiting to happen absolutely (laughs) well uh, I hope people don't mind, but they're going to get to know our children and our families by listening to us. So, yes. 
they so do- they are cute and funny <laughs> yes all at the same time well and today yes. i actually um i took josh to the grocery store for the first time josh is one of my twins he is 15 months and i i was gonna brave and take both of them but Micah isn't quite sitting up completely like on his own yet so I was like I am just gonna take Josh and he was waving at people and like he was loving it I took him um it was the first time he actually sat in the seat of the cart and he loved it he got very mad when I took him out the big boy yeah big stuff (laughs) (laughs) their little lives that and like in his head he's like I had the best day ever. He God, thought he was a big shot for sure. He, he was got, to, got to sit in this cool apparatus. Oh yeah, he didn't even food. want to face me. He turned around and wanted to see what was going on, like in front of the cart. He did not. He was not into it. So or into so, being me, apparently. So he's so adorable. They are pretty cute. Well, I guess people aren't really here to listen about our lives all day. But so, do you think we should you know. get into doing a description of the book or something? Yes, sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody. So let's get into this book. You Shouldn't Have Come Here by Geneva Rose. So I'm just going to go over a quick little description of what this book is about. It is a thriller and it's about a woman named Grace Evans and she is a banker and takes a vacation by herself to get away from her busy job in Wyoming. So she finds an Airbnb at a ranch um, that is run and owned by Calvin Wells. So she gets there and meets Calvin and realizes that she doesn't have any cell service. So that's problem number one. The townspeople are acting a little bit weird. They don't seem very welcoming uh, and they just are giving her a weird vibe. Calvin is a nice guy. hits on her a lot and so she kind of is a little creeped out by that I would say at the beginning and the story just kind of takes off from there so you have her and she's just kind of trying to figure out what is up with this guy and what's going on with this ranch and is totally removed from society I think that pretty much covers it without giving a bunch of stuff away I mean granted there's gonna be spoilers in here but you know yes you know (laughs) yeah this, um, before we get into everything, I would say this might be my favorite book of the year so far. I'm going to throw that out there. I know it's a big statement to make, but I think it might be. I, you know, I think I might have to agree. I, I really loved it. And that, well, and that's partly why we are, I shouldn't say skipping the housemaid secret because we're coming back to it and we loved that yes. one just as much, but we wanted to like talk about this one really bad so (laughs) yes and if we're being honest we were pretty excited because we actually got to meet Geneva Rose yes Um, and so we went to a book signing it was our first book signing together or ever I don't think I've ever been I'd never been to any until that right we got to meet her she's super awesome and hilarious we'll get more into that at the end of the podcast but yeah so we were really excited to talk about this book because we got it signed by her and we were just on a book high (laughs) It was pretty great book signing. It was pretty great. And now I want to go to more book signings because it was pretty fun. Yeah. I hope she actually does another one in Grand Rapids for her next book that comes out next year because we will have to go again. Yes. I would love that. Yeah. So what, like when you first started reading it, like what did you think, what was your first impression of Grace? I thought she was normal. I mean, I don't... I thought she was normal. I thought he was a little weird, um, but Fair. I thought I thought she was kind of just like a very independent single woman, wants to get away from her busy job. She, I didn't get the impression that she really liked her job all that much. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was, you know, she mentioned that she brought like five books with her and it was going to be her quiet time to relax and kind of get away from the city and enjoy nature. She mentioned that she likes running and Um, all these different things that she could do that she, you know, doesn't have time for with her busy life. So I thought she just seemed like an average middle-aged gal. What did you think? what did you think of Calvin? Well, I want to talk about Grace first real quick. I, I felt like I agree with you on some parts, but part of me was like, is this woman going to be like a stuck up 
prima donna, like a diva type girl because she came in high heels and was wearing this like skirt or dress or whatever it was. I know she was all dressed up and I was like, who does that when they're traveling? Um, Right. Especially when like she knew where she was going. She was was by herself. Right. Right. You know, you're not on a business trip. So I was just like, okay, what is with this woman? Like, Mm -hmm. and if she is into fashion and looking great all the time, I was like, why is she going to Wyoming? Like, that's a weird place to go. Like, why is she going to California or something like that? Yes. Um, So I felt like she was very out of place there. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think the townspeople picked up on too, because everybody was like, who is this person? And why is she here? Everybody kind of knew everybody and they were like, because in the book, they talked about how like she didn't fit in. Yes. And she didn't belong there. Yeah. Um, as far as Kelvin, I I liked him, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I should like him because he was kind of creepy. Yes. So, I, yes. I was just gonna say he gave very creepy vibes to me. He did. And so I wasn't sure if I should like him or not like him. I didn't have any reason not to like him. True um he seemed really welcoming to her and like a gentleman but you know he also was kind of creepy he was and with um the way the book was set up going back and forth you know from his perspective and hers which i you love were in, by the way i do too i love, I love books that are laid out like that yes multiple helps break it up helps it to flow yeah yes. I, I i love that too so when it was in his section, I, I found it creepy how into Grace he was, like, right away. Yeah, and she was only like, there for 10 days. I know. It was immediate infatuation. Like, I can't live without this person. She is my end-all, be-all, basically from day one. And I was like, dude, you need to slow your roll. Yeah, you need to calm <laughs> down. You don't know anything about her. She's not even there to see you. She's just there to rent a room. Correct. <laughs> yeah it was it, yeah definitely creeper vibes because you know like he he talked about how he was in love with her after like a mm-hmm. few days and, and yeah I'm like okay red flags she needs to run <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so when the the at the time when she was on a run she fell into that pit of dead animals like what did you <laughs> think of that that was I mean without going too far into the book before we're ready that was like the grossest part of the book for me I was like when that happened I was just like that is so disgusting like she was dripping in blood there were maggots all over her and then my thought was like where did this pit of dead animals come from thank you I (laughs) wondered the same thing I was like what is this and why is this here what is the point and I still don't think there was a point was there I don't think so. I mean, I I guess for me, that part of the book, besides being like, oh my gosh, was kind of really drove home how remote they were, you know, because I'm, I'm yeah, thinking in my true. head, like, if, you know, if this was in any kind of remote area where there were even a couple of houses around, somebody would have noticed this sure. and like reported it or something. But when, when that happened, I'm like, this is out there. This is like... An animal has been gathering, you know, the only thing I could think of is it was like a den for animals, which isn't that kind of what, is that what Calvin said? I'm trying to remember that he said like, he said, I thought he said was like a, yeah, like predators would like drag their animals back there. And I could be totally wrong. I, you know, we, we did finish the book, you know, a little bit ago, but yeah, there's a couple things in this book. I'm not going to talk about the second one that I found weird until later, (laughs) but there is another part that I was like, why in the world is this in here? I know. Um, And I've seen it in other people's reviews too. And I, I want to talk about it later, but like, I don't want to dive into that part yet, but it was super weird. And I was like, why? I, I will hand it to Geneva. She had some serious description for her falling in this pit of animals. Like when he Calvin was like picking the maggots off of her, and I was like, gagging. So gross. So gross. There were parts of it where I was like, what am I reading? Like, am I I really reading this right now? I know. So this poor girl, like she, I mean, as we'll get into, she kind of keeps having one thing happen to her after another. And like, all she's trying to do is relax and go for this run. And she's like falling in dead animals and the townspeople hate her. (laughs) I might have packed my bags and left. And her vacation (laughs) sucks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So So can we just talk about the basement? 
the basement. What was in, what did you think was in Calvin's basement? Honestly, throughout the whole book, I didn't really know who was the bad guy. Was it Calvin or was it Grace? Cause she gave off weird vibes too. It sometimes she you did. Know? And I'm like, is Calvin just like not a people person? And he's just a very awkward guy. Is that why he's coming off as creepy? And she's like some psycho person. I, I don't know. I didn't know. So I was like, well, why would he have this locked basement and went out of his way to tell her like, you can't go down there. I don't know. I was like, he's hiding something down there. That's I, who has a locked basement and tells somebody they can't go down there when he's like everywhere else in the house, you're welcome to go except the basement. Okay. So do you want to know what my thought was? I do. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I do. So I, because we read the locked door by Frieda McFadden. Yes. I legit thought that the girl missing in the book. Free. Yeah, I I assumed that Brie was down in the basement, and like yes. he because she Geneva or not Geneva, oh my word, Grace heard screams and stuff. Her first night, yes, and so yeah. I was like, okay, he is creepy, and he's keeping someone locked in the basement, and because yes. we read the locked door, that's what I thought of, and I was like, he's got somebody in there. <laughs> that's a good connection. Yeah, I did. I did remember now that you say that I remember thinking of the locked door as soon as he said, like, you can't go in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um, Brie, the character you mentioned, she's actually a missing girl in the book. Um, she was supposed to be his previous Airbnb guest. And she never checked in. But like, according to her phone coordinates, the police said that, like, it just went off the map you know yeah. and like because she was kind of on a road trip it sounded like and she kind of disappeared between you know her last point and calvin's ranch which was where she was supposed to go next um so the police kind of keep snooping around looking for her and he keeps saying you know she never checked in i don't know what to tell you so yeah, yeah. calvin kept saying like she never checked in but then grace was kind of weirded out because the cops kept showing up at kelvin's ranch like asking all these questions so yeah she and like, she keeps she kept on? thinking about those screams that she heard that yes. first night yeah and then she kept questioning herself because she's like well did i really hear them did i dream that yes um yep. so she was like questioning herself about everything yeah yeah the the basement was it was creepy it was yeah i just suspected a lot of things happening <laughs> yeah yeah there was there was a lot going on where you just didn't know who to believe and who not to believe basically mm -hmm. um so who was your who which character did you hate the most charlotte charlotte <laughs> i okay so charlotte was kelvin's like quote-unquote best friend and helped out on the ranch <laughs> um with whatever duties um, she had like a massive obsessive crush on Calvin. Mm -hmm. um, they apparently um, had like a one night stand or whatever, and it didn't mean anything to Calvin, but she became obsessed with him after that. Um, kind of like he is with Grace. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she annoyed me so much just because of how like she was always making comments and just being rude to Grace, like through the whole she thing. Was she was like so jealous. She was downright Grace. bitchy to her. I was she like, was. wow. Yeah. I every time she talked, I just I wanted to slap her. I didn't like her. <laughs> I I agree. I didn't like her. I I also didn't like Betty who was kind of like Calvin's pseudo mom, kind pseudo mom. Yeah. His parents had recently died in the book. So she was like an older lady that lived in town and um, she, you know, she was always checking in on him and he'd known her his whole life. And um, I don't know. She also seemed very snooty to me. She, from the get go, when Grace came into her store, she was like talking down on her and, basically without telling her right to her face like you don't belong here you need to leave kind of is the vibe that I got from yeah, her yeah I, I wasn't and a huge every, fan no every time she was around I was just like what is her problem why are you so here? bitchy <laughs> exactly like crotchety old lady what did you picture her looking like I'm curious <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> I actually pictured her like looking like this squat little old lady who is just 
angry at life like a short little gray bob haircut kind of waddles <laughs> that's how i pictured her <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> oh. oh so we should also mention there were so many aspects of this book i know um, we should also mention another side story of what um, Grace is kind of a little leery about Calvin is the whole saga revolving around his ex-girlfriend who is oh, yeah. ex only for the fact that she's dead. <laughs> like, so um, her name was Lisa and Grace doesn't really know what happened to her. She knows that she died in a car crash. Um, but then Calvin tells her that it was because of his brother his brother joe seems to drink quite heavily and calvin told her that they were in a car accident and joe was driving and lisa didn't make it so but then the, everybody else around them i don't know you're like is that really what happened because calvin was just so weird and joe doesn't really remember because he was too intoxicated right so that was like a whole nother spinoff to the story where you're like well maybe calvin's not who he says he is because like does that really happen like geneva does such a good job in this book of you're questioning literally everyone everyone even insignificant characters what was that i said even insignificant characters like there were times where like the the new cop that kept showing up to inquire about the missing girl brie i was like what's his angle like why is he so gung-ho to come only to calvin's ranch and then there was charlotte because she was you know obsessed with calvin and yeah you just didn't know what everyone's motives were no it was like i literally suspected everyone for something yeah it was just like i don't know if i could trust this person (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so it was like that's what kept me reading and i was like okay what's what's happening yeah what's What's gonna happen next yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely so So, you do you think that you would stay in an airbnb where the owner was there like no rented out like a room in someone's house especially by myself yeah i i thought it was super weird i the only time only time i could picture doing something like that is if it was like an older house converted to more like a bed and breakfast yes like I've been into I've been to bed and breakfast before where the owners are staying on property and like they serve your breakfast in the morning and you know tell you their recipes for what they made you for breakfast and everything but that's that's about the extent of it I there is no way especially alone that I would be chilling in somebody's ranch house in like, like a hey, super I'll take remote this place <laughs> right I'll take this bedroom and just kind of be quiet because you're like next door and I don't know you but <laughs> yeah so yeah no, no. And, and especially knowing that it's like a single guy and you're in like a remote pl- I don't know I just thought it yeah. was weird I was like right. I, I, I don't know why she thought of doing that but well we do yeah. know why but we do we'll get there later yeah so <laughs> without like giving away the ending she told calvin that because he asked her you know how did you pick this ranch way out in the middle of wyoming right and she said that she just she for her vacations she takes a dart with like a map of the united states and just throws a dart Uh wherever it lands that's where she vacations so now knowing what we know at the end do you think do you think she actually did just do that i don't know and then just kind of like happened to stumble upon what she did I don't know. That was one question I had at the end of the book where I was like, I wonder if she really truly does just do it that way and just rolls with it. Because in my head, so like, I feel like yes, because what would she have known about Calvin? Right. Yeah. Because without like, I mean, he, I don't think he was on like social media or, I mean, no, he obviously he had his Airbnb like- account, but but he seemed like a normal common guy, you know, right. so, like what would she have found? Like, a, I don't know, found out yeah. about him to pick him. I, I don't know. True. Um, Then I don't feel like there was any detail about that in the book. Mm-mm. It was more of like, this is what she did. And then there was, a, wasn't anything else about that. Right. At the end. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can't, I want to think that she did, but I also think that's a weird way to pick where you're going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Cause like, I don't know, I can think of some places I definitely wouldn't want to go. So if my dart landed there, would I be like, oh, redo so. <laughs> yeah. Can we try like, you know, at least three throws or something? I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so as the book goes on, you know, they're both kind of, well, I wouldn't say they're both apprehensive of each other. I think Grace is more apprehensive of Calvin. Yes. But um, did you anticipate them hooking up? I did. Did you? I did. Um, yeah. Just because she was, she found him attractive for sure. Like they yes. were absolutely attracted to each other. Yeah. Um, for as much as she complained about him, she definitely yeah. also found him attractive. She did. Um, but I also felt, she was fully aware that she was using him yes she, she yeah. knew that she was like I, I don't know like pulling him along kind of yeah sure um and she knew that he was like falling in love with her i think yeah um, and oh, she absolutely was yeah and she used him um and i think she was fully aware of it so was i surprised that they hooked up not really yeah yeah you could kind of see that building yeah pretty quickly throughout the book just based on the comments that he made about her when she would like wake up in the morning and yeah you know, the and way he would wait for her and, yeah. can we just talk about that for a minute okay so he works on this ranch and he supposedly has all these like morning chores to do and yet he's creepy and sits at the table and drinks coffee and like quote unquote reads the newspaper while he waits for her to get up and then yes. he like creepily stands outside listening to see if she's moving around in her room true yeah he so would like weird. get up early and do all his farm chores and then like come back like he just woke up and... it... morning <laughs> yeah oh, it was so weird it just creeped me out because he was like standing outside her door he was he was <laughs> well and it's not like she had anywhere that she could even really go in town after the first day because remember her car yes because the car was broken and like her, yeah so yep so she gets there and then her car breaks down and he's like, oh, I'll get my brother. My brother, Joe, will come fix it for you. And so then Joe that was like another thing. Forever. Yeah, he didn't show up for a long time. And so she has no cell service. She has no car. And I'm just like, I don't know. That was another part where I'm like, okay. Well, and then another character that kind of showed up probably around this time in the book of where we're talking about them hooking up and whatnot was yes. Albert, Uncle Albert. Yes. <laughs> who we didn't we didn't know was the uncle at first correct he would yeah didn't he say didn't he say who did what did he say that he was oh wasn't it just someone that he knew that would like He's, stop in he, he that he just helps out every once in a while yeah when he was traveling through or whatever and then he yeah. would like just give him a place to stay for a night or two or something yes yeah and so he yeah. completely lied to grace about who he was right which i still don't understand why he lied about that yeah I don't really either that kind of gets into the what actually was in the basement a little bit you know because she when he was gone Albert was a clearly an alcoholic because he was drinking all the time uh-huh he took I think it was when he took him to the to get more liquor Calvin took Albert to get like into town to get more booze yes and so she snuck in the basement and she ended up finding like all these boxes tucked away and one of them was a picture of uncle albert in like i think it was a car or something with joe his brother and calvin so then it became clear that he was related to them and you're like oh okay well that makes a little more sense why this guy just randomly shows up and stays at his house for a couple days right so yeah. should i go into the other reason or not yet what else yeah, i think the basement do you think yeah. we can okay yep i think we're, we're yeah we're getting towards like we're getting the juicy towards stuff. that okay so yeah. she originally went down there i think to or what or did she just go down there to investigate i don't think she was really looking for anything at that point yeah i think that was just more of like curiosity was well she kept thinking about the screens you know and yes. she knew that this brie girl was missing and she she was very convinced that she heard these screens on the first night and she was like these cops keep showing up and asking about her you know, I'm going to take my opportunity because they're not here. Yeah. So then she went downstairs and she like ended up finding a box and it had um, 
Calvin's like documents and, and book of who's checked in and who's checked out and all that. And she yep. saw that Brie had checked in, but hadn't checked out. Yes. And so she freaked out about it. Yep. And then, and then she talks to Calvin about it later. Yep. But Calvin says, no, like she didn't. And then she- yeah you misread you must have seen like somebody else's name and yeah yeah and then when she sees it again the name's not there yep so it's like well did she did she want to see it or did he get rid of it right because then you're like well if the name's not there did she even hear the screams like is like is she crazy you know is she imagining things so many things (laughs) so many things to this book (laughs) so many things Um, so so I was gonna ask you so was the basement the other part that you were like why did this happen or I think I might know what (laughs) well I should actually I should back up because we that we already talked about when they hooked up yes it's when they hooked up he leaves her okay so first of all they hook up in the middle of the field which which, disgusting ew ew so they hook maybe up i'm just middle. a prude but that seems like a lot of rashes and bugs yeah no thanks I, that I don't want no no thank you <laughs> so they hook up in a field which whatever i mean if that's your your form of romance then whatever <laughs> yeah but the weird the thing that creeped like the thing that i thought was super weird and i still don't understand why it was in there is the fact that she wakes up and Calvin is not there. And right. she hears something growling and she gets attacked by a mountain lion. What? <laughs> You're like, and then, this poor girl. And then Calvin, oh, Mr. Hero suddenly seems to see it and shoots it in the air and it like <laughs> dies on her. Right. What is that? Like, what am I doing? The only, the only thing I can think of is that like, was the pit of dead animals? Was that like, the mountain lion's lair like is that where it took all of its that's the only thing I could think of because both of those things were kind of like a little bit out of left field yes how are these so then when that happened I'm like yeah so I'm like is that where it's like dragging its carcasses and stuff and I don't know that's the only thing I could think of but I do remember thinking like (laughs) like there's some random like a mountain lions just yeah i was like where is this going like it was so i was so confused yes i agree yep and then calvin the big hero who he if i'm being completely honest throughout the whole book the way i pictured him was like a weenie like skinny little nerdy like weenie guy i was not picturing him as like some buff muscular good-looking farm guy i did at first i did at first but like the more that i got to know him i was like nope i don't think i really like you (laughs) he's not giving me like super hot farm guy vibes no no yeah no and also he lied like this is i just don't understand why he lied about so many things like he acted like he liked brussels sprouts like why do you have to lie about (laughs) liking brussels sprouts right and he told her that he like read all these books and loved to read and everything and then as she was investigating all the books on his bookshelf she found the receipt to literally like three thousand or like thousands of dollars worth of books it's all for show i mean he was yeah he was just i'm like why did you need to lie about that i don't yeah i don't i don't understand that well but yeah, didn't he didn't he like see that on her profile or something that she was that she liked to read yeah or am I making that up? I swear that was in there. Yeah, I do remember that. So then it was like, okay, so you're targeting her from the get-go. Like, if you're trying to impress a stranger that much, like, how did he know that she was, like, didn't have a boyfriend? Or, like, he was just, he was yeah. full in. He's like, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna be all, all about this woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I'm gonna make her some beans and weenies, and hopefully she'll... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah his gourmet meal her first yeah, night beans, and, beans and weenies <laughs> hot uh, yeah super sexy very <laughs> very sexy 
so before we drop the bombshell of yes. this book, which is like one of the biggest, I don't know, it rivaled a Frida twist, in my opinion. Fair. I completely agree. Um, who did you suspect most? Calvin. Grace or Calvin. Calvin. Morley Calvin. Yep. Just because like the cops kept showing up at his place and like there was the missing woman and I don't know. And like stuff that was going on with Joe, like the whole thing about Lisa and Joe, like the car yeah. accident. And um, just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that just didn't add up. And so I was like, yes. okay, there's something going on with this dude. Yes. I, I definitely suspected Calvin of not being like innocent of anything. I mm-hmm. knew that it had to have, like, there was something weird that happened with his ex-girlfriend and he was very creepy but I also felt like Grace was hiding something throughout the book too. I felt that too. In my sure. mind, what I thought, I thought I had it figured out. I thought that Brie, the missing girl, was somehow related to Grace. And like oh. she knew that like Calvin did something to her. And so she was like kind of coming to seek revenge sort of thing. Okay. It's kind of what I thought. Um, obviously I was wrong because that is not what happened. But that, yeah, that I suspected both of them for different reasons. I I was suspicious of Grace, but I didn't know why. Yeah. Um, I did anticipate like her um like sleeping with Calvin. And so yes. I was like, okay, for her, I was thinking she like this is an affair for her, like, but I but we didn't know. Like right. we didn't know if she was married or any of those things. And so I was like, okay, I was questioning him, like, is this an affair? Is she gonna fall for this guy? Right. Um, you know, but that, that was the extent of it for me. Like, for yeah. Her. Yep. All right. Are Here we ready we to get into the, the gigantic ending? All right. Well, so the first twist before we get into like the really, really juicy twist was that Calvin was actually the one driving the night that his ex Lisa yes. died and he purposely crashed the car and purposely unbuckled her seatbelt. And then crashed into a moose, right? It was a moose that was in the road. I think remember? so. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't oh, remember exactly I what it was. it was a, like a moose that was in the road or something. And he like went right for it instead of swerving. And she flew out of the car because he unbuckled her seatbelt and died. So he, I mean, he was purposely trying to kill her for sure. And then he put Joe in the car, in the driver's seat. And then he put Joe in the driver's seat, his brother. And he was yeah. drunk. So obviously you know wasn't super aware of everything going on oh my gosh so yeah that was the first that's a small bombshell compared to the rest of this book yeah yeah so are you gonna keep going (laughs) yes or do you want to jump in doesn't matter you can keep going all right i will jump in as needed you're on a roll so (laughs) then she um i'm trying to think of the order of which things happened she did she I think she drugged him right via his coffee is what I gleaned yeah and she she took him into his room because he he didn't want her to leave she was getting ready to leave he was acting like oh it's all fine like you can leave I love you but like you you can leave and she tried to leave and obviously her car was not fixed as he told her it was correct um because joe was supposed to fix it and that and that kind of fell through because joe and calvin got in a fight so then calvin said he was gonna fix it and said he did but then obviously didn't so then he like kind of sort of attacked her out of the car and then she got the upper hand and dragged him into his bedroom um so then she gets in his bedroom and opens his closet and finds a bunch of human heads (laughs) like on a plaque like you would with animal heads (laughs) yes so then she's like okay this dude's a serial killer (laughs) like so clearly he was luring women to this airbnb um and then killing them random question when did joe set the house on fire joe set the house on fire the pre the night before she left okay he, i can't like, remember conf- where that was in the story yeah he confronted i think he confronted calvin on like the whole lisa situation and okay. yeah and set the curtains on fire and in attempts to set the house on fire and like i think kill calvin 
you know, then, to like, get revenge. Betty, the old lady, like brought over <laughs> new curtains and like fix it all up <laughs> the next day. And for uh, one quick second, can we just talk about how bad the smoke damage would be, even from burning like yes. curtains down? Your new house curtains are not going to fix it. <laughs> you would have to fumigate it. Like it would smell so bad. And she's just like, "Here's some new curtains. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. <laughs> Let's bring the next guest in." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's all these women's heads, which, how was he not getting flagged on Airbnb? That was my first question. Like, how did he have guests well, that went missing? And how how did no one else see it? Like, if he had other people that stayed, well, I guess if he's killing them all, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, if he's True. killing all his guests, like, they're not going to leave reviews, so... <laughs> right <laughs> this is a great place you know i mean because i was like how did no one else see this but i guess if they saw it they probably died too yeah true yeah. um so then albert is dead uncle albert is dead he stumbled out of the house i think the night of the fire yes when joe set the curtains he stumbled out of the house and um a minor detail in the book kind of sort of minor what's calvin told grace that albert is like allergic to everything like a bunch of different foods and mm -hmm. like all this different stuff bees and all this and betty actually had like beehives on calvin's property that she took care of and stuff so albert was drunk and stumbled out of the house when joe set into the, the curtains on fire into the bee into the bees <laughs> and he like stumbled into them must have knocked them over they attacked him and died <laughs> got stung and died so he's gone he's dead yeah. dead uncle albert is done <laughs> he's done um so then yeah she she basically just she kills him i mean yeah i'm trying to think there wasn't a whole lot of i mean she talked to him and everything but it, there wasn't you kind of were left wondering until the next chapter like okay so why did she do it you know did she know that he had killed all these other women and she was like a little bit of a vigilante um but yeah you could you were kind of still left like okay there's got to be something else uh-huh at least for me I thought there was did you get that feeling too after she killed him I did because in my head I thought like she I, I literally thought this that she just thought he was like this bad guy and um and since he obviously killed these other women because she saw the heads and so she was like i'm gonna take care of this and like yep. get rid of him like if self-defense more or less yeah. because he was trying to keep her there and whatever right um, but yeah i was not expecting the ending at all do you want me to say it yes okay so in the last chapter or the end of the book you find out that she kills kelvin she leaves and she goes home and she, to New York. She has a husband and children. And she told her husband that she had gone on a retreat. And yeah. she apparently chooses these retreats when she gets the itch to kill someone. So apparently Grace is a serial killer. And we had no idea throughout the whole book. Yeah. So and basically I, just happened to stumble on another serial killer because she she's done it in the past. Yes. But I don't think it's like, it's not... I did not get the impression it was a vigilante. Like she just randomly kills yes. people through and she creates these fake Airbnb profiles because she made a point to like delete it when she got home. And like it wasn't her profile. She makes up a name. Her name wasn't even Grace, right? No. Her name was not Grace. Yeah. And I mean, for one thing, I was floored she had a husband. Then the kids walk in and I was like, oh. I <laughs> like literally jaw dropping. I was yeah. just like, I, and I remember Kevin, like when I finished the book, Kevin was like, he, he saw the look on my face and he was like, what? And I was just like this book, like, and so yeah. I, I told him like the whole plot line and everything. I was like, I know you don't care, but I need to tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so shocked right now. I had the biggest book hangover from this book. Cause it was so good. I still think such... about it. I do too. I do too. And we I hope there's say... a sequel oh my gosh that would be great i heard there's a sequel to the perfect marriage coming out which is her <gasps> other book really i think I did she did announce it. that that she's gonna you know it's gonna be a movie too yes i I'm did so excited it's gonna be great we're gonna have to um, have like movie binges because obviously we're gonna have to watch the housemaid too yes for sure 
maybe they'll both come out next year that'd be, that would great. be great um brie is alive in the book yes brie was alive um she she let her go but she thought about killing her too well she found her like in the woods in some yeah, weird she was in like a, she wasn't in the basement yeah she no. was in this little shack in the woods so she did hear her screaming she did um, and then she found her like i don't know i don't remember the details of how she found her but she did and then she ended up letting her go i know and she <laughs> brie was all thankful and like wanted to come with grace but she wouldn't she, let her she wouldn't let her no she's like i'm gonna go home to my family now bye <laughs> So she just leaves her there. Right. And I was like, that at that point, I was like, this bitch is cray. Like, yeah. She knew what she wanted to do, went and did it, and peaced out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also killed the gas station attendant on her way out of town. Oh, that's right. Remember the creepy old guy? Yes. He could he was being creepy in the beginning of the book because like he was following her out of the gas station and she was getting all weirded out. Come to find out, she actually dropped her real license it had her real name on it so then she had to kill him because yeah. he knew he knew who she was yeah <laughs> right so then she blew up the gas station <laughs> she lit it on fire and she was like she was out i was creeped out by that guy he was creepy he but was. then when it's... i found out that he just dropped her license i was like oh poor guy i was just like, I know. Trying to give her a license back <laughs> <laughs> oh my word so but yeah. overall though like i i was blown away i loved it i I was definitely blown away. It was such a great book. I know. Such it a great was. book. It really was. Well, I really think that now that we are done with it, our our discussion of the book, I think we need to segue into our people who de- who disagree with us on Amazon. Yes. Yes. And Scott, because I'm yes. sure Scott's going to disagree with this podcast. Uh, probably. Let's talk about Scott. Okay, so Scott, this is a saga, and we will try and sum it up quickly, but we both follow Geneva on her social media um, and her TikTok. So she has this saga of this very, very disgruntled reader that goes by Scott. Maybe Scott's (laughs) not even his real name. Maybe not. Her her, um, antics of this guy are hilarious. So this guy read her other book, The Perfect Marriage, and sent her an email. Which is also phenomenal, by the way. Yes, which is also a great book. So if you haven't read that, you need to read that too. Um, But he sent her an email saying how much he hated her book, saying that like she should stop writing, but she should also write a better book. And she she always says all the time, I didn't either of those things. And I'm just, I love it. Like he kept sending her emails, even though she didn't respond to them. And he just kept getting angrier and angrier. And now he's just this huge presence in her social media because she like goes out of her way to like call him out on everything. Well, so and it's just so one, funny. With the one she, with this new one, um, I think she did a TikTok about how like she it was became a bestseller or something and how like Scott would yes. be disgruntled about it or whatever. <laughs> or he said, you need to write a better book. And she's like, I did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this guy is just like, he just sent her all these nasty emails and it was like right around Christmas. And he's like badgering her about how terrible her book was. And it's just so she if you go to her tiktok you should follow her and find all if she has like a whole section in her tiktok about scott dedicated to scott and it's just it's hilarious so now if you're a reader of hers and you follow her you know about scott and that he is just a very unhappy individual and wishes that geneva was not an author yeah but she is and she's also a great author so she that. is a great author i love her <laughs> <laughs> yes so that is scott so yeah, as we get into our bad Amazon reviews, we thought we had to talk about Scott just because like, it's pretty funny. And whenever I see, whenever I see like TikToks about it, I always end up like texting them to you because I'm like, you have to watch this. It's so oh, funny. It's, <laughs> I mean, if we're being completely honest, everybody should follow her TikTok just anyway, period. She is hilarious. Her husband is hilarious. He's and they're writing a book together. The, like I can't. Yeah, they're wait. doing like a podcast or not a podcast, a audiobook together. Yes. Um. So that is going to be really cool. And he also does these reviews of like cringy movies. So it's called Drew Overreacts. 
and he does all these reactions to like twilight 50 shades of gray um I think sleepover was one of them and he is he's a riot too so yeah well he was at the at the signing too yes he was they were like bantering and stuff and yeah yeah they're great I like them they're they're just they're awesome yeah (laughs) all right so should I get into the first bad one definitely okay so I'm gonna read what this person wrote and then I have to ask a question because I I don't remember this (laughs) in the book so they wrote, the duck is the best character. Prepare not to care about any of the people in this book as no one is likable, nor is there any character development. Quick, easy read made more so by completely unrealistic dialogue, plot, and language level, comparable to a horrible Lifetime movie at best. Do you Who's remember duck? a duck? No. <laughs> I do don't. not remember the book talking about a duck. I don't either. So were they reading the same book as we were? Because... I, I can honestly say I don't remember a duck I don't at all. Maybe I'm like, wrong. This? Like now I feel like I have to reread it to find out where the duck was because I don't remember this duck. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I it's not me. I'm glad it's not just me because But apparently I, the duck was very impactful to this reader. I guess so. Because <laughs> they said it's the best character. So there's best that. Best character. Best character the mystery duck was the best character i guess i i don't remember the duck at all yeah okay so the second one this book sounds like it was written as a teen fanfic i'm assuming fan fiction seriously the dialogue and banter came off very cheesy there was so much eye rolling and lip biting in this book that i was honestly brought back to my 14 year old self when i thought that these mannerisms were cool and tension inducing also, some of the plot points are just ridiculous. I mean, the lion scene, I will agree. <laughs> what the hell was that about? It was so random and outlandish, you couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> I will say, I do question the lion scene still. But what I do, but it didn't ruin the book for me. I it did not like, ruin the book. No. I was like, it's just, I mean, it was crazy, stuff random. Ha- crazy stuff happens in Yellowstone, and I love that show. So I'm like, you know, this lion, it's just, it's there. It's just there. I mean, they were in Wyoming, so they, they were out there. They were they out were. in nature, and this lion needed a meal. <laughs> oh, I liked this next one though because I kind of like agree a little bit, just because they said some of the repetitiveness was just frustrating. If I had to read the line "blue blue eyes" one more time, <laughs> the ending was the only part of this book I thought had any promise. I will admit <laughs> I, that was in there a lot. <laughs> it was, yeah. Calvin kept like commenting on Grace's eyes because they were blue eyes, obviously. And so every time he like talked about her eyes, he always said her blue blue eyes. Yes, yeah. I think it. I for me, it added to his creepiness, and I'm like, all right, guy. Well, like, yeah, because he was like stuck on it. He was. I don't know. It's just <laughs> so weird. It was weird. Do you want to read the next one? Since you sure. <laughs> this one is my favorite honestly at this, honestly at this point i'd rather eat an entire pot of brown beans bacon and hot dogs than have to read any more of this dumpster fire <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> first off dumpster fire <laughs> right like wow that this person was this angry person about this book they are very sounds angry. like something scott would say for sure maybe um, he did maybe he did maybe it was an anonymous but yeah i completely disagree i do not think it was a dumpster fire <laughs> it was not a dump it was not a dumpster fire and while brown beans and hot dogs and bacon might be delicious i don't think i'd rather eat an entire pot than read this book because no. i actually would i this book i could feel like i could read again i feel like i, I could too and then i stuff. could like yeah find more stuff that you didn't read you know, that you didn't notice the first time yeah I don't know this last one might might be better than the the pot of brown beans um this next reader said this book makes me regret learning how to read okay that is a bit much (laughs) you talk about over exaggerating excuse me sir or ma'am you would rather be illiterate (laughs) than book people like it's just a book it's fiction for a reason folks <laughs> you would rather be illiterate than you can't just pick um, something else yeah like oh my gosh 
they probably finished it. Yeah. Oh, people are very, very I dramatic. I just can't. <laughs> and I can't honestly say, I mean, teach their own. And I've read books that I don't like for sure. Fair. But I don't think I've ever been this dramatic in a review. I have left reviews with, you know, critiques. Yes. There's not very many times I do that. I think the one time I did the most critiquing critiquing was for an ARC book I received. And so I felt like I had to be honest because I got it as an ARC. And if they're looking for feedback, you know, I wanted to be honest about it. But I wasn't like a high school dramatic teenager. and like said I (laughs) Exactly. I just like tried to be tactful, but these people take it to a whole new level. I mean, like, let's be real. We all know that I despised where the crawdads sing, and people, please do not come at me for saying that. <laughs> but like, True. I and if you loved it, good for you. But it was not for me. But yeah. I still didn't write like a mean review to the author about it. <laughs> right, your book's I just trash. Feel like reading about this girl marching around the marsh for like days on end. That's all it was. <laughs> right, exactly. Not that we're getting into a review on that, but man. <laughs> Uh, yeah I just I it blows my mind the time that people will take to be like hurtful in a review right <laughs> like, I don't have that much time I got right. to do. and and if you're especially if it's a popular author you know like Geneva she's she's getting thousands of reviews every single day on multiple different platforms like do yeah. you think she's really gonna see this no probably not <laughs> like, like she might get a good chuckle out of it right right exactly but oh my gosh people are just they're too much i know it's just too much so with all that being said do we recommend this book yes duh absolutely okay so we said that we don't give out five stars very easily this too was a five this was and and to be fair we will probably do most of our favorite books on our podcast because i don't think anybody wants to hear us like not like a book no hear about us talk about a book we didn't like I mean, you don't want to hear about a book that I gave like two stars. Right, exactly. That's so not yeah, this be was, a very fun, fun podcast. This was definitely a five star for me. I felt like it was a very um, modern with like the Airbnb aspect because that's like, yeah. that's a big thing for people vacationing nowadays. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I loved the setting. I loved the quirkiness of the characters and I loved how I didn't know basically anything that was going on in the book until the end I didn't know who to trust I didn't know what Mm -hmm. everybody's angle was and I loved that but it kept me reading like I wanted to read it because of all this now I know that there was like people talking about how at, at least in other people's reviews about how this was more of like a creepy romance type thing versus a thriller but I mean I kind of disagree I feel like there was I do too there's thriller aspects but there's also like I wouldn't really call it a romance either because no like yeah they hooked up but like it was more of a creepy obsession for him yes and exactly. it wasn't really a romance to me right um, and and we both read romances too so we yeah. definitely know what romance books are like you guys and... will probably be hearing a, a romance podcast at some point yeah for sure and this was nowhere near that I completely yeah. agree with you it was more of like a creepy obsession than yeah. like a romance yeah like he yeah yeah, I didn't really get the romance vibes from it at all yeah so and um one more quick thing it was probably the nicest hardcover book I've ever read in my life it was like top-notch quality wasn't it it was like we're such nerds like we we love like how a new book smells how it feels new book smell is the best if you take the dust jacket off it's got like a bloody handprint on it which was, I was super just cool say that I thought it was awesome that was really cool and the pages they were so thick and I don't know it was yeah. just a very enjoyable book to read it was <laughs> nicely done Geneva yes whoever involved, yeah whatever publishing company it was it was great I think it was like Blackstone publishing or something yes. I think that's yeah. what it is yeah yep. but yeah great book everybody it was a great it. book and I just feel so winded now after getting putting so much energy into my thoughts of this book i know i know she has so this is her newest one she also wrote the perfect marriage which i also highly recommend and i'm sure you do too yes definitely recommend i'm currently reading one of us is dead which is another book by her i have it but i haven't started it yet i'm currently reading something else but i will read it 
it's really good. I'm not too far into it, but it's good. And then she also has two other ones that were, I think her first two books. I haven't read either of those. Go together? They do, I think. Yeah. And those are more of like a, I think like a detective thriller. I think it's, yeah, crime, crime thriller. Let's be real. I will probably read them. I probably, yeah, I will too at some point for sure. I will read them. Yes. Yep. But um, don't be surprised if you hear about one of us is dead on here because yes. it's it's there's potential. Yes, there is potential. I'm like 50 pages in and it's it's really good. Awesome. Yep. Okay. All right. Is that a wrap for today? It is. Moral of the story, read this book. <laughs> if you yeah, read this book and if you are still with us, thank you for listening and yes. um we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookbound Ventures show. Please follow us on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And lastly, check out our blog at bookboundventures.blogspot.com.